Hello, hello, listeners. It's the Petite Polymath coming at you from Mississippi, in my grandparents' house, actually. Um, I am going to be talking today about Matteo Ascaripour's debut novel, Black Buck. Stay tuned. So hello, everyone. Um, as I said, I'm in Mississippi. Um, my grandpa actually passed um, a week ago, and uh, my brother and I came home for um, his home going as every uh, person who grows up in the black Christian um, world knows. They know that language. Uh, and so um, it's, it's very strange, actually, to be home um, in a house that always had grandparents in it that now has no grandparents in it. But that is part of growing up, I presume. And actually, it's, uh, that's a pretty um, a timely uh, framework for uh, talking a bit about Matteo's debut novel, Black Buck. Uh, so actually, I know Matteo. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting him a couple of years ago. Uh, like all sorts of friendships these days, um, many of them can start on social media. And uh, I think what prompted a Twitter exchange was Matteo asking recommendations for books to read. And of course, I always am happy to oblige. And then we kind of just started having conversations about writing and reading and had a lot of other kind of life experiences in common and got to meet when I was visiting New York City, um, I think in 2018. And so I was super excited to see that his debut you know, novel was in the works. I'd signed up for his newsletter. And then when I saw that Black Bug had been published, I bought my copy and uh, the rest is history. I actually um, recommended it to a few friends as well. And we had a clubhouse um, hangout, me and my, my friend Jamie and our, my friend Telsa, who was waiting for her book to arrive, chatting about our perspectives about the novel. Um, and Matteo, I, uh, I will send this to you <laughs> once it is complete. And I just want to let you know, we really enjoyed your book. And I'm very excited to see what other worlds you create in the future. So Black Buck is a novel about a young black man named Darren, who is from Brooklyn. He is one of those people whose star surely will rise, right? He went to one of the best magnet schools in, um, in the five boroughs, Bronx Science, I believe, or maybe Bronx Arts and Science in the, in the novel. And um, his father died when he was young. So he and his mom live in a brownstone in Brooklyn with an older um, neighbor downstairs, an older black gentleman. Um, and he lives a very you know, routine life. Um, he could have gone anywhere probably, but he doesn't go to university. Instead, he decides to work at Starbucks where he's manager of a team of people that he loves doing. It seems like relatively easy work. Um, he's really good at it and he's okay with just going to work every day, spending time with his girlfriend, Soraya, hanging out with the, you know, with the old cats on the street and his friend, um, Ryan, I believe, um, who is like his partner in crime and they grew up together and, you know, got into, got into things together, looked out for each other. And then one day he gets a chance meeting with, um, the CEO of a startup company, um, the business being in, you know, this massive skyscraper, you know, in the middle of it all. And um, he gets an offer that seems too good to be true. 
and he feels compelled to eventually pursue it from pressure from his girlfriend and his mom and, and people in the community because, you know, he's going to be someone. He's going to do something. Uh, but then rapidly this story kind of does feel like a building's Roman, even though he's in his his early 20s. It feels like he's coming of age uh, because he ends up being, you know, the only black man in this in the startup. And there is this very, you know, um, rigid, almost fraternity-like culture um, that's very male, white male-dominated, um, very much uh, hazing-like, you know. An, there's an initiation kind of in hand to become a, a part of the team. And while he has ingratiated himself with his boss, there's always, you know, this... Um, I would say very obvious competition between him and the and the second in command, who um, is someone who clearly has a bone to pick with Darren and wants to see him be destroyed. Uh, Darren ends up being the name, you know, the name that he ends up with um, is a nickname from this quote-unquote hell week that uh, is the first week of his job. Um, Buck is what he ends up being coined. Because he worked at Starbucks, but also because, you know, if you know kind of um, terminology for black men in the past, uh, there's this kind of euphemistic um, slurish language to that, too. So it kind of has a double meaning, double entendre. Um, and so, you know, what, what Darren loses, what Darren gains is really the story of Black Buck. And what I love about it is the way that it starts off relatively slow, but then be- builds with this very intense energy, almost like a caffeine buzz, you know, and Darren makes coffee for people to begin with. In addition, he gives you these rules of engagement of how to make it in the business world, particularly in the startup world, how to, how to make deals, how to get people to trust you, um, how to ingratiate yourself in places and how to build confidence um, in others in regards to you that are little tidbits that probably would serve you well in the world in general. Um, and then in the midst of all this, you get to see his uh, processing of what, of where he's come from and, and, and what led him to where he ultimately is. Um, I think another theme that's very powerful is this idea that, you know, what it's like to be the only person in the room what it's like to feel like you carry the weight of success, not just for yourself, actually, but for the people that you love, whether that's your community, your significant other, or your, your family. And that a lot of times what maybe keeps people back is not um, fear of success, but rather fear of failure. That if they take a step outside of what is familiar and known, that they're going to fall flat on their face and then like let everybody down. And that it's not lack of ambition that keeps people from moving into things and spaces that require more of them, but it's that fear of maybe not being able to deliver and knowing that the rules of engagement are not the same for us. Um, and for us, I mean, as black people, particularly in America, there is this weight that we carry, not just as individuals, um, Actually, we don't ever think of ourselves usually as individuals. We think of ourselves as a member of a group. Uh, and so when we mess up, all of us mess up. Um, and that if we mess up, then someone who comes behind us wanting to do the same thing maybe won't get that chance because everything's riding on the first of us to break to break that, that glass ceiling. 
um, or to walk through that door. And so that, that resonated very deeply with me uh, reading Darren. Reading Darren and reading just what his thought process was, you know, what kept him from taking the job or going to talk to the CEO in the first place. And then, you know, just just the internal dialogue even that he seemed to have as he made moves. But then you see this confidence in him build and build. And you also see uh, almost a bit of trauma bonding between him and one of the other team members um, that he is being initiated with. And, and just that everyone kind of sees something in him that then he comes to, to actually personify because... The hope, the hope is kind of laid at his feet, if you will. I, I thought that the writing was super fun. Uh, I was laughing aloud quite a few times. Um, there's some really fun um, uh, descriptions of the startup itself. Uh, it's called Someone, and I just thought it was really funny how tone deaf they would be. For example, how their office rooms, I think like the meeting rooms were named after like books of holy writ. So like Torah or Bhagavad Gita or Quran, and that's like where you go to the gym or where you like meet to like, you know, offer a pitch about something at the company. And I just thought, I'm sure this is something I could see happening in Silicon Valley somewhere. Like it's so appropriate that <laughs> talk about like this very satirical jab at, at this culture and just how insensitive the people were and how people who have connections to business and wealth get away with mediocre work, um, how they don't have to, how they're coached to be able to perform in a way that is necessary and that the world is just not, like the, the, the living, I can't even speak, the uh, playing field is not level and it nev never is level. Um, so definitely buy you a copy of Black Buck by Matteo Ascaripor. And may I also tell you that if you're a UK listener, I think I might have one or two friends that, are, that listen across the pond. Um, it's going to be coming to the UK soon. I just saw that it, um, that the publishing rights were, were just purchased. So that's super exciting. So that's what I got for y'all this week. This was the petite polymath episode for you all. I hope you have a lovely week. We have a bit of a cold front moving through, so stay warm for those of us in the South. And if you're looking for something fun, I plan on checking out the show WandaVision. I've heard good things, so we'll see how it goes. Otherwise, until next time, everyone, it's Britstone, the petite polymath.